Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. I have an absolutely amazing guest today. Her name is Chanel Lee, Chanel, C-H-Y-N-E-L-L. And let me just go over her bio because I met this woman at a networking event and immediately clicked. I said, wow, I have to have you on the show because she's doing huge, huge, gigantic things in the Houston area and around the globe. And so let me just go over her bio really quick. She's a co-founder and president of marketing at Code BLK Marketing and PR. She is a creative visionary, public speaker, producer, and marketing strategist with over nine years of experience. Uh, Chanel has led media strategy, account management, and creative execution for various brands internationally. In previous roles, Chanel was responsible for retaining one of her agency's most profitable accounts. Through experience with McDonald's, Howard Hughes Corporation, Chanel has successfully produced large photo and video shoots, concerts, and events with media partners like Revolt TV and Pandora, as well as planning and negotiating sponsor relationships such as the Dallas Cowboys, Detroit Pistons, and NASCAR. It's like Amazing. She has also managed marketing budgets rating from 800,000 to 21 million annually. And she's instrumental in taking one of the lowest producing McDonald's markets in the nation to number two in the country. With her leadership and team player attitude combined with truly understanding the client's business opportunities, Chanel is a game changer for brands. And she is uniquely led. Many diversity campaigns as well with consumer targeting messages and creative strategy. So not only have many of Chanel's marketing campaigns garnered local and national media attention, but her products, her projects have also won awards in Michigan and Texas. And she's here to tell us all about it and how you can do the same as well. So I just want to welcome you, Chanel, to the show. Thank you so much, Christy. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Thank you again. Well, I was reading your media kit and I'm like, wow, you, you guys are doing like amazing, amazing things. I met some other of your team members at last week's event and you guys are powerhouses. You guys are just taking the the market by storm and you're all fairly young and by <laughs> doing big things. So I yeah. definitely know your journey. How did you start out? Yeah, so like I said, thank you. And it was a pleasure meeting you last week. It's awesome to be around phenomenal women and other phenomenal people that are doing great things um, as well. So uh, my journey kind of started when I was 15. Um, I was working at Chick-fil-A. That's kind of where I got my bearings, how I learned, you know, the the key customer service. I was saying my pleasure until I was probably mid 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I started at Chick-fil-A at 15 and I worked there all the way up through college. And I ended up getting an internship. I went to the University of North Texas in Denton. 
I got an internship with an agency called Maroc, and they are the agency that does the marketing for McDonald's um, in, in a lot of different local markets. So I got an internship there, knocked it out of the park. I started in Dallas um, after, uh, you know, uh, after kind of working on the account after some time, they hired me full time. They moved me up to Detroit. So I worked on the whole state of Michigan doing marketing for McDonald's. And then they offered me a position and a promotion to move to Houston. Um, and that's kind of when, you know, everything kind of shifted for me career wise and how I thought about, you know, the different accounts I had worked on, seeing how people operate in different markets, the different strategies, how the creative looks different, how you speak to different people in different places, even within the United States. Um, so I did that for seven years. And then a, another agency in Houston recruited me where I did marketing for Howard Hughes, which is a national commercial developer. So switch lanes completely went from fast food to commercial development. Um, and I did that for two years before starting my own agency called Black Marketing and PR with my business partner, Kia Brown. I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Midwave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, contact me at bcnbelove.com forward slash contact. Oh, wow. What an amazing journey. It sounds like you just started a path and then you just navigated through bigger and bigger heights, which yeah. led to just your passion. Now, did you know that you're going to be passionate about PR and marketing and branding um, when you were young or is this something? That honestly, just yeah, honestly, Christy, I had no idea. I was an athlete um, my entire life. I ran track, played basketball, powerlifting, volleyball. And so I really thought at some point, you know, I was going to be an athlete up through college, but things changed. You know, I had a couple of um um, injuries that prevented me from being able to do that. Um, but I think when I got to college, my idea was that I was going to be a reporter. I wanted to, you know, sit at the desk and I wanted to, you know, work for a news station and be a broadcast, you know, television person. And I took a lot of journalism classes and they were talking about, you know, well, now journalism is changing. You have to write, you have to be the person behind the camera. You've got to be the person in front of the camera. You're probably going to have to start off a newspaper. And my, one of my professors just kind of really turned me off to the idea of pursuing journalism as a degree. And so I think at that point, I just kind of was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I just, I knew that I was such a people person. I, I like people. I understand them, you know, a bit of a sociologist, and it kind of just fell in my lap that I was blessed to go to this career fair and I met the team from Morocco. And that's when they were like, well, when you're a junior, you know, we do internships for credit. And I think at that moment I learned what marketing was. I don't think a lot of people really understand, you know, the intricacies and how many different pieces, you know, any career or position could work in marketing or in the, in the marketing agency field. And so um, I think once I kind of got a foot in the door, I just I never took it out. Wow. Wow. Well, let's go back to what you talk, what you just said about the professor kind of discouraging you from going the journalism route. And a lot of people do that. A lot of yeah. people discourage you from the path that you thought was perfect for you. And it yeah. worked for you. And it worked for me. I originally, when I was four years old, went to be a nurse. And okay. I transitioned to business, which is my passion, love business. Uh, but some people, it doesn't work that way. Some people get right. 
or someone says something uh, negative about, you know, something, their dreams or aspirations, right. and it turns out to be not so good. So what would you tell someone um, who's in that position, who, you know, going to college, who has a, a dream or passion, and someone's discouraging them, and and then they're confused. They're confused, and they don't know which way to go or turn. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, I was always encouraged to be my best self and do my best in all the things that I was pursuing. I had very supportive parents that just always empowered me to feel comfortable with change. You know, we moved around the country a little bit. I was from Flint. Then we lived in Evansville, Indiana, then Longview, Texas. So I was very used to major shifts happening and building new relationships. And I think that kind of just spilled over into the professional side of how I operate. I think whenever you find that discouragement or that discouragement faces you, I think you have to, you know, just kind of look within yourself and decide, you know, does this discouragement affect me to the point that I want to do something about it? Or am I staying true to what I believe is the right path for me? Because I could have said, you know, I understand this this professor may have had that journey or he feels like this is the projection, but I feel like I want to be a broadcast journalist regardless. But for my idea, I thought that, you know, I knew I liked being a personality and I figured if I do want to do that, I could still pursue something else and still end up in some way a personality, which I still have, you know, being able to even talk with you and and do interviews for companies like Black Wall Street on Instagram Live or in person. You know, I still, you know, am able to execute that interest that I've always had. But it kind of just redirected, you know, my focus and what I feel like my my purpose was, you know, in, in the industry. Well, I think you made a, a great decision. I think uh, both of those um, career paths gives you visibility. But I think marketing and branding is a lot more fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so kudos to you. Um, but, I, but I understand, it, you know, sometimes it. it requires us to really take a step back and observe what we're doing and finding the right path for me, no matter what anyone says, because right. right now, you know, people will still continue to discourage you for the things that you're doing, but you have to really follow your heart and look inside to see what do I really want to do and how can I serve being and showing up as my absolute best. And I like what you said about moving. I moved a lot too. I'm originally from Detroit. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Michigan. Right. <laughs> uh, and, but my parents moved me a lot. And I think uh, when I was a child or when I was young, I, I, I really rebelled against that. But as yeah. I grew older, I understand that the changes allowed me to ad- adapt better in a business right. environment. Right. I'm pretty grateful that I had an experience that a lot of people didn't have because I was able to move different states and different cities and meet different people. And so it's very natural to me. A lot yeah. of people don't have that skill. Now, going back to uh, broadcasting and marketing and branding, uh, what would you tell someone who's looking to get into business and needs more exposure? I know it's not always easy to get themselves out there like we are doing now on a regular basis, but how would you tell them to get started? Yeah, that's that's an awesome question. I think we face this often, especially with smaller businesses, which we've been open for about two years now. We're based in Houston, but we have a team that kind of works, you know, all over the country and here in Houston. Um, I think one of the biggest pieces is making sure that you set your business up and your intentions in your business up from the very beginning. I think there are a lot of people that come to our agency and 
they're really unclear about what they want to accomplish. And it makes it very hard for you to hire a team to execute something that you don't know what you're working towards. So definitely setting a foundation for your business before you even seek you know, people to help you build awareness. You have to understand, you know, what did you create? What was your vision for your brand? And then in in addition to that, you know, what are, what are your goals in the next two years? What are your goals in five years? What are your goals in 10 years? You know, have you set up your, is your logo, you know, is your logo appealing? Have you thought about your colors? Have you thought about your messaging strategy? How do people feel when you tell them about your brand or if they saw your brand on live, you know, how does it speak? And if you have not established some of that prior to even handing it off to somebody else, it can very well be misconstrued or have somebody else's vision on it that really wasn't what you were trying to do. So I definitely always encourage our clients to set the foundation for their business internally. And then we're just able to come in and amplify that. We can put a little jazz on it, you know, make it look more creative and make it sound better. But we are, we're at least sticking true to the vision that you originally had. Well, I like what you said about the foundation. And I did a whole rebranding overhaul uh, earlier this year myself. And I didn't yeah. know there's a lot that goes into it. But I'm glad <laughs> I had along the way of some um, people who were experienced in it. I thought I was doing something. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> but my branding came out you know, pretty good. But a lot of business owners don't know that. They don't know yeah. that all what's all involved in creating a, a business and, and a brand because yeah. what I what I see is a lot of people want to get visible right they want to get on TV and newspaper and uh, yeah. media however where is it leading to right right I forgot about the products and services uh, right with the just like hey I have an idea let me just get out there but it doesn't lead to something that can be beneficial to the customer, which is going to bring more return to you. So I see that's a, a, a huge factor that's missing. Do you find that true? Hi, this is Chrissy Love of BCMB Love, and I'd like to invite you to tune in to my show that's being aired on WinWinWomen.tv every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 7 p.m. UK Time to get public speaking tactics that can be used to increase your communication skills in a way that will up-level your career and your life. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people have great products. Don't get me wrong. People have great products. They have great ideas. And sometimes them trying to execute that on their own doesn't always translate into you know, what they intended for it to be. And unfortunately, we as people are very judgmental. We read books by covers. So when you put your brand out, you definitely have to be ready to have somebody analyze the quality or, you know, if, if they feel like it's something worth spending the price that you're charging, you know, and that has to, on first sight, you have about three to five seconds for somebody to make that assumption when they're first seeing your product, whether it's a website or you're, you have a table set up at an event. And so it's just making sure that you go through the proper steps and timing to make sure that those things are buttoned up. And, and that's what we're here for. Yeah. And there's so many pieces. I didn't even think about the table at events. That's a whole nother. That's another a whole different. <laughs> because I saw the event, some tables that were extravagant. You, did you see yeah. the with a Photoshop? Like, wow, who thought, who thought about that? And the lady yeah. and, um banners that were extravagant yeah. 
And I'm like, oh, wow, I have, I have a whole lot of leveling up to do. But I was amazed by the creativity that went along with that. So you can help companies to create the whole overhaul. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do that. One of our most recent projects was with the National Urban League. They had the National Urban League Conference in Washington, D.C. for a week. And our agency was hired to be the sponsorship activation team. And what that means is all the brands that spent over $500,000 with the National Urban League throughout the year, they have these booths and they have activations and panels and, and all these different things that they've you know invested in to the culture. And so, for instance, experience booth in the expo hall was like, it stood out above everybody's. It was like this large arch and they had TVs on the side and they were educating people on, you know, credit and how they can improve their credit or different nuances that we don't even know about. And so it was like when you walked into the expo hall, Experian immediately stuck out. But amongst the Experian was Walmart and Meta and Kaleidoscope and all of these other major brands. But how do you set yours apart? And I think it's coming up with different ways to make yourself creatively visible. And um, the people that you hire to are, are key. If you, if you have great people that are speaking on behalf of your brand because you're only one person, that really helps. You've got people that can communicate and articulate and engage people into your branding and, and what you have going on. That's always a plus up too. Um, well, I like that you talk about not being able to do it all by yourself. You have a group of people, uh, you're a co-founder, so that means you have a support team with yeah. all these different creative ideas that come together to create these amazing products for your clients. And yeah. so, and I talk to my listeners and viewers all the time about your circle, your circle, yeah. your community, people you hang out with, the people you do business with, you right. To all support each other. And it sounds like you, the reason why you're growing so large is that you have a great group of people around you. So talk about yeah. your a little bit. Yeah, we've been so blessed at Code Black. Kia and I, which is my co-founder, so she's the president of PR. Um, we actually left the same agency together to start our agency. And so we knew that uh, starting a business like this, an agency, means that you have so many different pieces that come together to create one product. And I knew that when I found, when Kia and I decided to be business partners, that one, we were the first team. We were the, we're, we're the leadership team. We're going to have to rely on each other. We're going to have to hold each other accountable. But in addition to that, we've had to invest in other pieces of our company that we're not so great at. So forming, you know, our CFO, Jamie and RV, he's a huge key to us because an agency has a lot of moving pieces financially that you want to make sure that you have in order. Um, and then also like our team of copywriters, our graphic designers, our project manager, you know, all of these people help us not compromise our quality. And if we have to, you know, take a little bit out of our our, our uh, income to be able to, you know, support having this team that helps the quality and helps our agency grow, then that's what we're really invested in. And on top of that, the giving back uh, portion of it, we've been able to offer internships to HBCU college students. And we want to continue to do that because I was an intern. Kia had five internships coming into her first job. And, you know, that was part of the work that I was like, you know, if I'm going to be a younger person at this level, having this much experience, I can really help impact the next generation of thinkers, of creatives, of, you know, visionaries that are really impacting the next big brands. And so I think that's, you know, it's, it's been 
very important for us to build our team and to hold our team accountable. We we have a great time. We're fun. We're young and we're, you know, very vibrant. But we also get a lot of things done. We we make sure we get things done and we don't compromise our quality. Oh, I love it. Can you share three tips, three tips on how anyone working or getting into this industry can or in a business, let's say in a business, we have a lot of business owners here. Um, uh, What do they need to do in order to boost and expand their brand? What are three key things that they should do? Okay, so the first one, I'm going to give you three T's because I I thought about this in, in a structure. Your team is first. Before you seek anything outward, you should build your internal team and your internal structure. If you're an entrepreneur, um, you always need to have other people that can assist you because before you hire an agency, an agency is not an assistant. Your your other you know other people that you hire are not assistants. So you need somebody that's helping you keep your communication on track. That's helping to make sure that whoever you're hiring are also staying true to the values that you're setting so you can go do what you're great at. And right. so making sure that, you know, like we mentioned, your team, your circle, that's going to be the first tip that I have. The next thing is time and time management. So understanding what are what are your um, what's your vision? What's your timeline? How do you want to get to where you're going when we're talking about marketing? We like to think of it in a three month time span. So if I'm giving you a marketing strategy, you need to be prepared for about three months of marketing spend or marketing budget for you to be able to sustain your business. There's no message that you can put out in one day and expect to see the results of that come back. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, there's there's no magic pill to this. You you generally have to push something and put it out for three months. People need to get name recognition. You have to build awareness before you can drive intent or consideration to purchase. And so making sure that you have set aside the time and the investment for that for that to happen. And then the next thing is going to be intentions. And I know this doesn't start with the T, but your intentions. Um, business is not personal, but there's a lot of personality in business. And so making sure that you are intentional with the people that you work with, your strategies and how you trust that they can actually execute your vision. I think that's the main thing. We're not experts of it all. I knew I couldn't do accounting. So I had to find a CFO that I was very intentional about hiring and intentional about his role in the company. and, And we outlined that. And um, in addition to that, just making sure that you, you know, are comfortable and are adamant about your goals and making sure that you hold the people around you accountable to reach those. Those will be my top three tips, time, team and your intentions. Wow, there's so many things there and there's so many factors there that really make the success of a business. Time. Oh, my goodness. Social media. Before I let you go, yes, social media. Everyone thinks that you're going to put a post on it's going to go viral and yeah. get like hundred thousand sales and be a millionaire tomorrow. It does not happen that way. Definitely. Definitely. Now I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of work that goes along in the background to make things like that happen and make it work and sustainable. Uh, before I let you go, you know, I want to know what is lighting you up these days. Oh wow, what's lighting me up? Um, I think I just, I have a very ambitious spirit. I know I seem young, but I just, I've been through a lot in life and in business. And I think I'm just, I'm really excited for what's to come. I know 
you know, it gets really hard sometimes. There's there's a lot of underestimating just because of the youthfulness that we have. But I've always been a go-getter and that's just what's keeping me going. It's like, I know there's a big future for us and for myself personally. And I'm excited to eventually one day build a family and and just watch the fruits of all of my labors, you know, come to fruition. And so I think that's what's, that's what's lighting me up is that there's there's a bright future ahead and that's the light that's shining forward. Wow, well, you're definitely on the right track. So I commend you for all that you all are doing. Thank and you. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward because like I said, you're doing amazing, amazing things Thank in you. the marketing branding world. And I just want, I'm going to be here to see it. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, thank you for being on the show, Chanel. I look forward to seeing you soon. All right. See you guys later. Oh, before I let you go, tell our listeners, where can they find you? Okay. So you can find us, our website. We're actually going through a big rebrand for our two-year anniversary. So excited Mm -hmm. for that in November. Be on the lookout. Our website is www.codeblack.co. Um, my personal social media is at shylife, C-H-Y-L-Y-F-E. Through any of those resources, codeblack.co or at codeblack.co or shylife, you can find me on all social platforms. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.